We, All right. We are straight up live, man. I like this, man. I'm chilling with my man, Jeff Mendez, otherwise known across the interwebs as El Jefe. Hey, man, welcome to the show, man. This is uh, Talk to Me, the podcast. Ain't nobody asked for it, but I'm giving it to y'all anyways. <laughs> I appreciate you having me on, man. Hey, man, it's an honor to have you here. So for those of y'all who don't know who Jeff is, Jeff is you know he's 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 like a legend in the works one would say you know what I'm saying? would you would you <laughs> consider so. yourself a legend in the works I, i'm working towards it yeah that's man. for sure i'm working towards it <laughs> let, me, let me finish pumping you up man because jeff dude you, you came on the scene i don't know if you got on youtube before or after i did but you have seriously established established yourself as um as like an authority in the audio space on youtube so hey kudos to that and if y'all haven't checked out his channel i'm definitely going to link it and of course we're going to talk about it a little bit because he's a youtuber is what he does but we want to know who jeff is man so come on in here jeff let me let me ask you a few questions come a little closer man yeah man we got it man what you got <laughs> all right man first of all where are you at where, where, where do you reside uh well i'm actually in the bay area man san francisco bay area you know west coast um, so that's, you know, I'm in the East Bay basically. So San Francisco is across the water and I'm in the East Bay, uh, born and raised out here, man. I was born in San Francisco, raised in the Bay area my whole life. And yeah, man, just living the uh, West coast lifestyle out here, man. Just, you know, chilling, hanging out and paying way too much for everything. <laughs> that's, you know what? There's not one person I've ever met from the West coast that does not say that. Yeah. It's a beautiful place. It's the land is gorgeous, but you do pay that premium for it, man. I've always wanted to actually visit long-term visit even live in san diego but oh yeah I, I can't do it man i don't make that much bread youtube ain't treating right. me that well yet <laughs> san diego's beautiful too man like it's beautiful out there but man you ain't you're never lying man just california almost anywhere in california unless you're out in the sticks but uh -huh. if you're living anywhere like la san diego um you know san francisco the bay area up here you know sacramento all the prices are just through the roof man man but yeah it happens no, it don't happen. It is. It just... <laughs> yeah, man. It's wild, man. It's wild. I'm, I can't, I can never, I'll never get used to $5 gas prices, man. Oh, is that much up there, dude? Oh yeah. It's like four fifty something. I mean, I don't drive anymore. I get like, I get like two months to the gallon right now. Cause I work from home, but <laughs> I like but when I, two months together. Yeah. But when I go to the gas station, I'm just like, <laughs> it's like, God, yeah, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it, man. Five dollars a gallon. I don't even know what that's like. I think we we're like at uh, right at about three twenty here. Yeah, uh, I filled up the other day, and you know, at some point, man, I used to drive this uh, back in um, the early two thousands. I used to drive a, a Dodge Ram. Uh, it was when, it was when they first changed the body style and they put that four point seven liter Hemi in it. It's kind of mm -hmm. changed things over. And I was worried about the gas prices, man. But back then, you know, it was still in the low two dollar range. Yeah. But now. You know, I've gotten rid of that truck, but man, I, at, at the point I got that truck, I filled it up and like my stomach would drop every time I went to the pump. At some point I stopped looking at gas prices. I was like, look, it ain't like you're not going to buy it. You know what I'm saying? Basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I was commuting, man, I was the same way. Cause, uh, yeah. when I was doing my previous job, I was putting gas in the car three times a week. Like I was filling up completely three times a week. Cause I was doing, uh, I was doing basically about 120 miles a day of driving. So there was no way that I wasn't going to fill up. So I didn't think about it the same way you were at a yeah. certain point. I just wrote it off. Like this is a, this is a business expense because I mean, I did have, it was partially covered by my work. So yeah. at the end of the month, I would turn in my mileage and then they would give me a check based on that mileage. So it was partially covered. So I just didn't sweat it at a certain point. But when it started reaching those heights, like we had a, 
I forgot what it was like two, three years ago where gas prices went above $5 or whatever it was. And, mm-hmm. um, it was, it was wild. Like we were just like, I, I was looking at it and I was feeling it. Cause you know, normally when it's a $60 fill up and all of a sudden you're hitting closer to a hundred on a, on a car, not on a truck, but on a car, you're like, yeah, you start, you start feeling that. So, but I'm just glad I'm not doing that no more. Dude, driving a car that takes about a hundred dollars in gas. So please tell me this was like an 85 cutlass or something, man. You know, <laughs> no, nah, man, it was my, it was my Camry, man. It was, uh, the Camry took, oh. the Camry took about, well, like right now, if I go fill it up right now, it's about $55 to fill it up. So, Damn. but at a, at a certain yeah. point, yeah, it was when the gas was real expensive. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was up there. I was like, come on, man. And we're burning like almost, you know, 200 per week on gas, you know, if not more, it was just, that's when you just you just go get your huffy, man. <laughs> right? Go get your huffy and sweat it out. You know, just I need to those, meals. I need yeah. a Prius or something, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'm talking about. This is outrageous. Actually, you know, my studio here that I'm at, uh, thankfully, I was able to find something close to my house. So I, you know, I don't even really have much of a commute either. Yeah. Uh, I tried riding my right, bike. I was saying, you still riding your bike? Man, I tried it, you know, and I would love to because I love riding my bike. However, you know, I put my camera on, you know, because I, I pack up everything to take it home. I put the backpack on and ride my bike here. And it's Texas heat, man. I could probably do that in the wintertime. But this Texas heat, it's like 95 on a cold day. Yeah. I'm drenched in sweat. And I'm like, okay, I'm supposed to turn on the camera and, and see this now, you know, <laughs> being all sopped in sweat. Oh, oh man. man. I heard that. No, I don't I don't blame you for that one. I had, I had a friend who used to commute on on bike every day but you know out here in the morning he's riding it's like 50 degrees so mm-hmm. it's not too bad and then even in the afternoon it wouldn't be that hot either maybe 75 so but yeah if it was 95 and then 115 on the way home he wasn't doing that yeah no in the morning is like 95 here with yeah. a thousand percent humidity i always yeah. tell people man uh houston is the armpit of america you know it's just <laughs> hot and musty and sweaty here man it's, i mean it's not a good look for the city but you know it is what it is <laughs> no I, I i can't do it man i know we've been getting higher humidity than usual here and you know we're talking like where it gets into like the 80 percent, 90 percent humidity and i'm just like i'm dying and uh, i've been in other places where it's been way more humid like when i was back on the east coast for work stuff uh-huh. and i was like i can't live out here like this this is not me i'd have to have air conditioning everywhere so i <laughs> got you yeah central ac and old joke hey you know the people over uh a little bit further up than you you know is that heat wave done or is that still doing doing no nah, it seems, seems like it died down a bit but like we're i, I mean it's still kind of popping off anyway it's not it's not as crazy but i think it's going to pick back up because we're, we're just starting we're just starting heat wave here like by heat wave where i'm at uh-huh. means that we're going to get into like the 80s and 90s oh, right but that well that's because i'm so close <laughs> to the water but you move in further inland like my buddies who live in the central valley they're going to be hitting like 110 114 oh. yeah so i was like all right so we are getting heat wave i just happen to live closer to the water so it's more moderate here uh-huh. but yeah it's just yeah it's it's crazy so we're just yeah. starting that bit but the one in up in like portland and seattle and stuff man they were hurting up there there's no joke because they ain't even got no central ac man they're nah. using like box fans and stuff just to cool their house down and then you get yeah. something like this craziness going and then the power goes out <laughs> yeah yeah so our ice storm that we had early in february here mm. is what they're going through in reverse right now like your basically your city ain't built for this kind of stuff yeah man. man yeah that was rough man a lot of people that had a hard time with that ice storm too all those pipes bursting and had okay. a lot of friends who were who uh i ended up donating money to like to kind of get them back up and running like their parents houses were messed up yeah so yeah but it was rough here man we um uh, 
you know what? I, I, I'm not even going to say we had problems. I mean, we did, but we, they were very easily fixed. Mm-hmm. But, uh, man, we literally got blasted back into, like, the colonial times here. I was <laughs> right. in an oatmeal in my fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what, man? I'm married, man. Thankfully, my son, he's old enough to be in college right now, and they didn't really have no problems up there in Dallas. I'm in Houston, by the way, for those that don't know. Man, you know, I don't know what kind of relationship you and your wife got, right? You know, I'm, I'm assuming y'all got a good relationship. But you yeah. don't find out how good or bad that relationship is until you ain't got no heat, brother. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> when you ain't got no heat, electricity, or running water, you find out how much your your wife really cares about you. <laughs> uh, for real, man. It's the hard times that'll teach you, man. Yeah, yeah man. Okay. We stuck through it. We we still, you know, we still uh, married. You know, that's, that's nice. a blessing because it was tight, man. It was tight. Let me tell you, man. Golly. That's no, man. It'll, yeah, it'll test you for sure, man. Any yeah. kind of adversity like that? No, for, hey. I can just see that. So here's the funny thing about that. Then we'll go on to some other stuff. So you know, here I am. I'm I'm the I'm the every man. You know what I'm saying? I'm good with my hands, and I can cook. I clean. I, I like I do it all. Right. This winter storm comes. You know, my military background starts to shine. I'm making do with whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'm out there cooking and and gathering water because we don't have running water. And, uh, you know, I'm doing all this and, uh, luckily, luckily the studio here still has some power. So we managed to get in my car. I drive a car and it had all wheel drive. So I was able to kind of slide around a little bit and get us to the studio where we had some, you know, some heat and some ace or, uh, and some power. So I cooked us a nice little meal here. And then the next day we were looking forward to coming here, but it was shut down because, you know, everything was uh. shutting down and, and, and waves. So we go back home and that's when my wife just kind of, I could see it in real time. She was starting to lose it. You ever see somebody go crazy in real time? Like, yeah. (laughs) Yep. It goes in stages. Yeah. I can see her going nuts in real time. And I was like, man, this is not going to be good. Like they better fix this because I could die. You know, my wife's going to kill me. So we get to the house and I'm trying to keep the spirits up and everything. And literally we are walking around in ski gear. We had gone skiing in Colorado probably six years ago, and we still had the coats and the and the lowers and you know all the different layers. So we walk around in boots and stuff because it's cold, bro. Yeah. It's like thirty degrees in my house, and I, I I pull one off, man. I'm making bacon and eggs and everything on the on the barbecue pit. I'm I'm trying to feed her, keep her in good spirits. It ain't working, man. It ain't working. She is just the mood. It's just it's just sinking <laughs> as yeah. time goes by. Yeah, man, I didn't think I was gonna make that of that alive. That's crazy, man. No, I, it I, wasn't I from freezing to death. It was my wife killing me. So, <laughs> <laughs> freezing to death would have been the easy way to go out. My wife would have just strangled my ass. Yeah. Oh man. But let's get on YouTube, man. Since you know you're you're like I said, man, you have established yourself as an authority in the YouTube audio space. So, like, what made you get started with YouTube videos in the first place? Uh man. So I was uh, I was already doing um reviews over like on amazon and like on different like consumer websites and stuff i was doing like written mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. and um you know i was doing it but it wasn't really getting like a lot of traction like i was it wasn't getting a lot of love it wasn't getting seen and i was up against people who were like established reviewers so only their stuff would come up in the top like 100 search results on a, on a review like i'd be way at the bottom and stuff mm-hmm. and um you know, after speaking to like, you know, some people include my family, they're like, you know, you should probably just do it, you know, strike out on your own, you know, kind of do the YouTube channel stuff. And I was thinking about it. I've been watching YouTube since the beginning and 
there was a lot of channels that I was following. I was like, yeah, you know what? Maybe I should just do my own channel and stuff. And um, I held back though, man. I had the original idea for the channel back in 2015. And um, I didn't actually start until 2017 because I thought that I was going to need a bunch of equipment. See, the problem I fell into, I fell into the trap that a lot of creators mm. fall into where they see these creators that are like, you know, in the hundreds of thousands or in the millions. So they have that high production quality. And I fell into that trap thinking, oh man, I got to have a nice camera. I got to have a really good microphone. Like I got to have all this stuff. So I started putting my money together, my, you know, my pennies. I started kind of putting my pennies together, trying to figure out what I needed and, and all of that. And, um, and then I was watching one cat, um, who I'll always, always be thankful to him. His name is Paul tech. And he was doing a lot of, he still does. He still has a channel and he does a lot of budget, um, cell phone reviews. And I happened to be on his channel and in passing, he was talking about this LG phone. And then in passing, he had said something along the lines of, yeah. And you know, I still use my LG phone to shoot all these videos and to edit everything and to upload these videos. And I was like, you know, it was like that record scratch at what? Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute, hold on. And so I think I left a comment in his comment section, something like, Hey man, do you, did I hear you correctly? Do you do all this with a cell phone? And he was like, yeah, you can do all this with a cell phone. And I was just like, it just clicked in my head. And like a month later, I uploaded my first video. Cause I was, it, it was one of those things where I'm like, wait a minute you don't need to have all this production quality. So it was just one of those things where I just said, let, you know what, let me go for it. I committed, you know, I made a commitment to myself when I started the channel. And I think it was the best thing I ever did was, um, that I committed to a year. Like, I'm like, listen, I gotta, I'm going to do this for a year and see where it goes. I'm going to put out at least one video per week and, you know, come hell or high water and, and just see kind of where this plays out. And, um, but yeah, I mean, that's really how kind of why that got started. But the basis of it was, I was already doing reviews. Like I'm, I'm that dude that was already getting stuff. Like I was just buying stuff for myself. Like I was already, I was just getting packages every week of gadgets and whatever it was, you know, earbuds or headphones, not really earbuds so much at the time, because we're talking about 2016. That wasn't really in the market at the time, yeah. but like battery banks and like cool toys and like geeky stuff. And so I was getting that sort of stuff coming in. So I was like, what? I could just review the stuff I'm getting anyway, because I'm just getting it anyway. So I might as well do right. something with it. And that was the basis of it. But I happened to come in at the right moment where we were having that market shift of going from heavy Bluetooth headphones because Bluetooth headphones are still a thing. They're always going to be a thing, but we were getting that market shift into true wireless earbuds. And I just happened to be at the right place at the right time mm -hmm. to get in at that point. So, um, but that really helped. Like it was, it was timing. Um, and then having it also just co coincidentally being something that I really like to do which gotcha. is like trying out new headphones. Listen, any excuse to listen to good music is <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm up for that. I got you, yeah. hey man. You know, just to kind of backpedal a little bit. This whole shooting videos from your phone thing. I remember when you came on the scene or when I, I actually found you, which was probably when you first started, because uh, mm -hmm. it seems about that time and time flies fast, by the way. Golly, it seems yeah. like yesterday it was 2016 when I got started. Yeah. So I see this guy doing this epic video of some headphones or something. I'm like, man, this is this is good. You know, this is like MKBHD kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Uh, nice. and, I, and then I, you know, I subscribe. I keep watching you and stuff. And I'm like, El Jefe. You know, like it, it, it's it's ringing in my head now. I like it. And I'm seeing the videos. And then at some point, I was like, you, I, I don't know if I saw it on Twitter or in a video or something where you told me you did that stuff with your phone. And I just like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Like yeah. <laughs> this dude is doing that with his phone. And I was just like, cause I, you know, I always tell people you can start YouTube with your phone, but I, I was never a practicer of that. 
uh, I started out with a camera that I just had. It was a, it was an A5100. I still use it. That's that's uh that's what that's my top camera. Mm-hmm. I started out with a you know, what, is that a DSL? It is a DSLR. Yeah, it's um, like a mirrorless. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mirror. I'm sorry, mirrorless camera. Yeah. So I started out with a mirrorless camera. So it was a little bit easier for me than a phone. You know what I mean? But yeah. you know, it's still one of the lower end cameras. But then once I found out you was doing all of that, because you were doing way more than I was, my videos are so simplistic. And then I see what you're doing. I was like, dude, this dude is killing it. So I want to hear no excuses from nobody. If you think of like, I got to have this, I got to have that, I got to buy this. Dude, no, go to this man's channel and see what this man has done with a mobile phone. So when did you decide that, okay, it's time to upgrade to a DSLR or mirrorless? Uh, Once the channel could pay for it. Okay. That makes yeah. perfect sense. Yeah. 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 Well, basically, once it does like and, and to be to be clear, I still use my uh my phone for a lot of B-roll. Not all of it. Most mm-hmm. of it is done with uh with the uh, Canon, but it's it's one of the things where I'll still do it in a pinch or like if I forgot something. Like like mm-hmm. let's say I'm okay. putting the whole edit together and I like missed a shot, like, oh wait, I was supposed to take a shot of that. So then I'll just pull out my phone and I'll do it with the phone. And um, but that's I mean, I'll still do it, but yeah, when I decided to make that switch over was really, I think I was probably close to around 15,000 subscribers. Mm-hmm. And it was right around that time where I was already doing pretty well for um, on affiliates. And I was like, all right, you know, the affiliate things are doing, doing pretty good and I think I can do it. But one of the cool things it was is the first camera that I started using was a Nikon, but I didn't actually buy it. Like it was one of the homies, one of the YouTube community homies was like, hey, this thing's just collecting dust. Mm-hmm. You know, I know you're using your phone. Do you want to use this camera? So he ended up actually just gifting it to me. And, you know, I used that for a minute. The autofocus was really bad on the Nikon. Mm-hmm. So um, I ended up selling that one to uh, to John Prosser from Front Page Tech. He, I think he was going to give it to his girlfriend. Okay. And um, I used that money to buy, a, buy the Canon SL2. And then after that, got an M50. So I actually got both. So I've got, I've got both Canon and Sony. Like right now, I'm on a Sony 6600. I also have that 5100 as well. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was once the channel was able to pay for this stuff yeah. where I didn't have to like reach into my own pockets out of my paycheck, um, to buy, you know, to pay for any of it. I was good yeah. with it. Like, that's how I can justify it because otherwise I'm like, if I'm having to come out of my own paycheck for it, I'm, I'm not going to do it. Gotcha. That's a real smart move, man. That's, I mean, there's, there's always more than one way to skin a cat and that's, that's one of the smarter ways to do it for anybody out there. Who's thinking about it. Um, you know what, real quick, what advice would you give someone who was, thinking you know because there's so many people on the edge like oh i want to start a channel i got this concept but they just not have not made that move yet because of equipment Mm -hmm. or because of you know i told you yesterday that i was having you called it imposter syndrome is that what you called it yeah for me starting a podcast yeah like you know imposter syndrome i guess that's a real thing um because i all go through that we had it yeah we all go through that uh (laughs) And, and, you know, maybe the equipment, what, what advice would you give somebody? Uh, I mean, if someone is just going to start out, the best thing to do is, and this is based on the way that I came up to mm-hmm. don't invest in it in a sense of money. Like, don't think I got to buy a camera. I got to buy a mic. I got to do all this. I got to do all that. Just start with what you have, because here's the most important thing. I don't want people investing money when they're not actually about this life, because there's a lot uh-huh. of people that don't realize that content creation and being a YouTuber and actually being serious about it in a sense of you're actually trying to grow something. You're trying to take this somewhere. You're not mm-hmm. just doing this super casually, even if it feels casual, mm-hmm. you're actually building something. Uh, you know, I don't want you to invest a bunch of money when you're not actually about this. Cause I've seen so many people that 
invest a ton of money, five, six G's, don't have a video out yet. They put out maybe six or seven videos and see that this is not an instant win, that they're not going to see an instant return on their investment. Then they give up and now they're off, you know, losing money because now they're selling this stuff at a loss. So I tell people like, listen, start with your phone, get the basics of it, get, you know, 30 to 50 videos under your belt and then see, okay, this, is this going to be something that I'm going to be moving forward with over the next few years? Then is it worth investing in at that point? Um, everybody's in a different financial position, but I always tell people just start, if you have a cell phone that's like 2017 or newer, mm -hmm. it's more than enough for what we do, like more than enough. And there's plenty of channels. Like I know my man, Josh Quinones, over 40,000 subscribers on a cell phone, shooting, editing wow. everything on a cell phone. And now he's, he finally got upgraded to a camera, like his family bought him a camera. Uh -huh. Um, so he used that for his a roll, but he still edits on his phone. He so, edits on his phone. Yeah, he still edits on his phone. Yeah, man, that's a whole different type of skill set right there. Right. Oh man. Oh so, yeah, but so that's what I always tell people: like, if you're going to start, um, and if you're going to invest anything, invest time yeah. into learning the skills. Don't invest money into equipment. Yeah, you know, you guys make me feel so simplistic. Like, I just, <laughs> I literally just hit the record button and start showing my ass. You know, <laughs> hey, no, but, that's the, but that's the thing, though, man. I mean, that's that's your that's your style. That's the thing that you're doing, man. So, like, never feel bad about that because it's different. But people resonate with that, and you see that in the comment section. Yeah, like, people yeah. love that vibe. So that's that's your thing. That's what makes you unique at what you're doing. Like, it's like when we see Floss out here. Floss just turns on the camera and uh -huh. goes through his stuff, and he tells his jokes, and he goes through his one liners and stuff. And then me, I'm I'm more on the on the technical side of it, not too technical, but just kind of keeping it simple, giving people the facts of the experience and stuff. But it's very, you know, we all have our own different vibe. Right. So, I get that. I get yeah. that. Yeah, you definitely getting what you get. I, that's the only way I know I'd give it to you. That's it. <laughs> God, oh, man. You know what? Ah, I should have wrote this down, but um, you made me think of a question when you were talking. Oh, man. It's not going to come to me until we turn the record button on. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works, right? That is, yeah, that's how it is. <laughs> but okay, so we're talking about YouTube and you you oh yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. So I don't know if I've ever seen your first video, but did it suck? Oh hell yeah. <laughs> I wasn't even on camera. <laughs> oh, you weren't okay. I wasn't even on camera, yeah. No, it was bad, bro. I used you know <laughs> this is how bad it was. I shot the video on my stove, um, because I didn't have any light. Yeah, so I didn't have any lights. So the lowest light to a to a platform was the uh -huh. the, the light that's above the stove, like in the in the uh, the vent. You mean so I put me... yeah, it was on the, it was on the stove. So yeah, it was a, it was a dash cam. So I put a box like I covered the stove, the burners, and I put a box up there and I covered it and I put the dash cam up there and then that way they light. So but the light is so yellow that I was just it, dude, it was hilarious. It was shot Bruh. on the stove. Yeah. Oh, it, dude, it was so good, man. I was like, and then it it was funny because you can tell even when you go back, like you can go back even just to like my, my 40th video uh -huh. and see like how I was still struggling just to feel comfortable, like to speak on camera comfortably. Uh -huh. Um, but that first video was rough, that but it got views though. Man. Oh, that's freaking hilarious. I, you know, they all suck, right? They're supposed to suck. It was a rhetorical question, yeah. but I ain't never heard nobody shooting a video on the stove top. Oh, bro. So was... What do you do? Just put like a, what do you do? Put a poster board on the stovetop or what do yeah. you do? Yeah, basically I put a box on the on the stovetop and then I put like a <laughs> towel on top of the box to give it like a clean look in my eyes. It was a clean look. You're fucking killing me, man. And the it, the funniest thing is just that the light is so yellow. The bulb that's above it was so warm. Uh -huh. But I didn't even know about like you know, if it should be a cooler light or, or a color matching or yeah. any of that stuff. And the phone I was using at the time was a Galaxy S7. 
Um, and it, dude, it was just it, it was crazy, bro. It, it was just stupid. So, I but have tears in my eyes, dude. And, and like, I, I covered the mic at some point because you know the mics are on the phone, and uh, I'm holding it with my hands. And at some point, I like put my finger over the mic, so so you couldn't. Oh, I was all muffled, and, and you put it up there. <laughs> you know what? That's that's gangster right there, man. That's <laughs> it's still up. It's still. I never hid the video. It's still there. But, so. but that right there that tells the true life story of just hit the record button, do your best, upload that thing, and and just keep going and keep growing from there. Cause yeah. you gotta start, right? You can't. Yeah, you just gotta start somewhere. Even if on, even if it's on your dog on stovetop. Edited on Movie Maker on Windows Movie Maker, man. Whoa! Because <laughs> <laughs> I just needed to cut two clips together and then put some sort of like an ending on it. <laughs> that's what's up, man. You know what, man? Hey, that's that's what. I don't even know what to say to that, man. You are you are a true OG. Like that's true OG, triple OG status right there. <laughs> it's so bad. I love going back and watching it though, man. That's the thing oh, that we do. Yeah. It's actually a practice that we do. Uh -huh. Um, that one of the other coaches taught me from VidIQ was to go back, um, go back a year. Mm -hmm. So wherever you are on your channel, always go back a year. So, like, and I'll do that like at least once a month. I'll go back, okay. What was I doing in July 20 uh 2020 to look at where I was? And then I'm like, all right, so what was I doing July 2019? And it's like right so yeah yeah but even even just going back a year like where i thought a year ago like i'm th thinking last year like yeah man i'm doing good i was probably mm -hmm. around 30 or 40 thousand like i'm doing all right and i go back and watch it and i'm like oh oh yeah oh no uh, like, uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> i have those moments all the time i don't do it intentionally like going back mm -hmm. a year but every once in a while i'll get a comment right that just kind of oh, yeah. raises my eyebrow then i say you know what let me see what i said in that video i go to that and be like damn that's his comment like it was a good comment right and i'm like yeah. you should have said this <laughs> <laughs> you should have said bro why is your light so dim or you know yeah the production quality it it's supposed to you know it's supposed to evolve over time and yeah. i feel like mine has oh yeah, uh, Hell yeah when i when i look at the first batch you know all the way up until even last year i'm like dude people actually watch this and I'm not trying to insult nobody out there, but y'all watch that stuff. <laughs> what, was the, what was the backdrop before the original? What did it, it said something in the background, like be awesome or be something. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be awesome, man. Yeah, people don't feel that. Forget about that, man. Yeah, but those good old days, man. Man, those was great freaking times, man. YouTube even treated me different. Like the algorithm was actually friendly back then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, what about the video shot in the uh, in the fitness studio? Oh yeah, when I, yeah. When I had my gym open, man. Yeah, I, I had a lot of locations, bro. bro yeah, I'm oh, telling man. you, man. People, people slept on that stuff. I, I tell people, like, man, y'all should have seen. Go back and watch Antoine's videos from the fitness studio days. Yeah, the evolution. <laughs> oh, yeah, when I would be sitting in my desk, and then the audio has so much reverb from being so far away. Oh my god, yeah, that was it. Was good times, man. You know what? And I was just literally just making videos. Yeah. I, I was doing it intentionally, but it was almost like let's just shoot a video today. Let's just make it fun. And I try to keep that that spirit in everything I do now because I do do it professionally. This is my only like job, I guess you would say. If I have mm -hmm. multiple incomes, but like something I do every day. Yeah. So I had to make sure I could keep that that fun spirit in there. So I, I even just the video I just created is like, okay, let's shoot a video today with a smile on my face. Cause sometimes it's like, oh, I gotta shoot a video today. Mm -hmm. So yeah, man, just just keeping it light, turning on the camera, having a good time. That's that's just the way I can flow and keep doing it because you you do get a little burnout, especially putting out as many as I have, you yeah. know, in a short amount of time. It, you can definitely get burnt out.
but that one that makes me want to move on to another question so after maybe the first year for me maybe about the first 18 months i was still watching youtube i would even watch you know i would watch your videos i would watch a lot of other videos in the same sector that i was creating videos for but then after about 18 months i was like i'm sick of seeing this stuff you know it's like mm-hmm. if you worked at popeye's chicken you just like never want to eat chicken again you know what i mean so i didn't want to see any videos about headphones or anything like that so then i started delving into other places in youtube and i end up you know two in the morning on the dark side you know <laughs> you know the other side of youtube <laughs> yep it happens mess around and be like I don't know why I'm watching this. I probably shouldn't, but I don't like it. So man. the question I want to ask you is, what's in your feed, man? Let's let's get into your YouTube feed. I want you to pick up your phone right now and open oh, up. Oh man, let's see it's, what you got in there. It's wild, man. It's it's pretty crazy actually because, I mean, I still watch a lot of tech videos, like no okay. doubt. I still I definitely do that um, because I'm I'm highly into it. But I've been exactly where you are, where you're like, mm-hmm. it, it kind of you kind of gets old, right? Yeah. So like right now, like so the very first thing that pops up is going to be um our dude uh josh valor doing a, a review of an amplifier okay. so i don't see if it's gonna focus yeah there it goes and then obviously oh, that guy yeah, 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 yeah. I, i've seen his stuff man that's some crispy stuff right there and then roberto and then keyboards because i'm big I, I love keyboards man i love keyboard videos okay, I yeah, love building I Instagram stuff. and then i always have lo-fi girl on here because that helps me concentrate like when i'm editing or shooting b-roll and stuff i, I listen to that it's just lo-fi music to just concentrate okay yeah so and then after that he's going like there's a channel called uh i think that's geographics this dude this guy simon this guy has like 14 channels and they're all super high like documentaries like 20 minute documentaries and stuff uh-huh. so stuff like that but you'll see a lot of that kind of stuff on here so okay so and it is pretty random yeah and like uh, on top of that there's like I, I watch a lot of um musical reactions like people reacting to new music and stuff okay um, like they, they've never heard yeah. So yeah, a lot of stuff like I, I love watching people discover music because I know how much I love music. Yeah. So I love when somebody's like, okay, I've never heard Lincoln Park or I've never heard Tupac or I've never heard whatever. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait for them to hear this. They're going to be blown away. Yeah. So yeah, because I know because that's the journey I'd be having with stuff like I'll hear something for the first time and I'm like blown away. So I'm like, let me see what these people, how they feel about it and stuff. So yeah, it's a lot of fun though, man. I'm glad it's all over the place. I don't feel so bad. It's not as dark as mine can get sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey it gets there man it gets there algorithm will try to try to take you to the wrong places i know man i'm telling you and i don't fight it. i just let it happen i'm I'm just one of those people who just looks at something and i'm like this don't even feel right but i'm gonna keep on watching this because nobody right. knows then I, I have to delete my history just in case i get in a car accident <laughs> or something <laughs> right like what was he watching man what, the <laughs> what, is, what is this guy all about you know what i'm saying oh man yeah there's no way i would hold my phone up like that i just get go to gin and <laughs> See what you got to do. What you got to do, Antoine, is you, is you got to put in like some sort of stipulation with like a brother, or uncle, your kid, somebody uh-huh. that if something happens to you, the first thing they do after they hug your loved ones is go to your computer, log in, and delete all your history. Everything like you got to set. You got to set somebody up that's just going to torch everything. <laughs> I, hey, I'm I'm with you there. Give me some of that. Give me some of that. Right. <laughs> I'm with you on this because you know. I, I got I have respect amongst people that love me and things like that. But you know, you start seeing that internet history and it's like, all right, who is this guy? I don't even know who this guy is. <laughs> yep. This man has a dark mind. He has you gotta got burn it down, mind. bro. You gotta burn it yeah, down. Man, just you know, and I tell him like if you can't get into it, just just burn it. Blow, blow up the house if you got to. Like just yeah. I don't want nobody to know. <laughs> yeah, that's it, man. Just wipe everything uh, down, man. Just get rid buddy. of it. God, uh, so ultimately, what do you want to become of your YouTube channel and slash legacy? 
Uh, I mean, for the the channel wise, I mean, it's really just building up, building up the brand, you know, building it up to where <clears throat> if I wanted to, mm-hmm. if I wanted to, that it could be um, my my sole income where I could just do it as full time, just being El Jefe reviews as a full time career. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, it's not quite there yet. I, I would say um, I'm halfway to where I want to be. Mm-hmm. And the beauty of being halfway to where I want to be is I see that it's possible. Yeah. Like I started seeing this maybe about a year or two ago where I started looking at stuff and I started seeing, okay, here's what the income's coming in, but the opportunity started opening up and I started kind of getting that glimpse mm-hmm. and then also making friends with people who are at much further in the game than I am mm-hmm. and having them, you know, talk to me, like give me their wisdom, like, Hey, listen, where you're at, you know, they've given me a peek at what mm-hmm. happens at certain points, like what's going to happen to you at 50 K the doors that are going to open, what's going to happen at hundred K the doors are going to open, um, you know, things of that nature. So that's, that's where I say like I'm halfway, but at some point I would like it to be where I could do it full time and just do this full time. Yeah. But I'm not ready for that quite yet because my, my, um, I need to strengthen my own knowledge and my own education when it comes to business management. Mm-hmm. So business and time management, I have to strengthen that, that first. That, yeah. That's very important. It has literally nothing to do with your, you know, what you're putting out there. It's the right. stuff that that's behind the scenes that really counts and it can make you crumble. I've learned that lesson about two or three times over. Yeah. Yeah. I've so it's in, one of the things, yeah, but I need to, I need to, I need to strengthen that for sure. Yeah. I've been an entrepreneur. Uh, I quit my last actual job, excuse me. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Quit my last like full-time job when I was, um, I think I was about 25. It was 2005, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, uh, dude, I will, I will remember, I'm, I'm telling you this because I wanted to tell you about when I first saw my first like earnings from YouTube. Uh, hopefully I can remember cause I got that quick memory, but, um, I remember quitting my job cause I, I was uh, going through some stuff with my custody battle. I ended up getting custody of my son. I was working a full-time job and I was moving furniture as kind of a side business to pay for my attorney. And at the same time, I was developing my fitness business. And when once it was all over, I looked around me, my, my peers. They all had other businesses and they were still working at the full time job. And I was like, no, I, I can't do that. Like, that's why I started the business. So I won't have to work for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And um, so I remember I stopped doing the moving furniture because that hurt. You know, I was <laughs> I was always tired and, and, and sore and I pursued the fitness business. And I remember when I quit. And my boss kind of, you know, he kind of gave me a good farewell. And he was like the only one that gave me a good farewell. And um, I don't know, this was May. So by the time July comes, right, it's an outdoor fitness boot camp that I'm doing. And uh, July comes and Houston is really hot. You know what I'm saying? It's super hot. And that's, I didn't realize that. And that's when people stopped showing up. And I was collecting money on the first of the month. And if you don't show up, I don't get paid. So I was like, damn, like, what's going to happen here? And at the time I had like, I don't know, $1,400 saved up in my 401k. That was literally my life savings, dude. I'm a single father (laughs) and my life savings, like my, my, my whole net worth is like $1,400. And, uh, I said, you know what? I got to pull this out of here. (laughs) So I pulled out $1,400 so I could pay, you know, my car note and whatever rent I could pay out of that. And I remember crying and telling myself, well, you cried, but you can't go back to work. And cause you, you know, you can't let those people be right. So you never work at, uh, you never work for somebody a day in your life again. And I just made it happen. Right. To fast forward, you know, to all the journeys I've been on to 2016, 
I'm running this fitness business that has evolved, you know, because now it's, you know, a real uh, business. But I, and this goes into my first YouTube video. Of course, it sucked. But I remember putting it up there. I put up three videos in the same day. They were about phone cases. And um, I went on vacation and maybe seven days later, I came back. And this is when YouTube was monetized immediately. <clears throat> mm -hmm. You could uh, just put up a video and wait a few days. You have a few cents there. I think out of the three videos, I made like a dollar forty-one, and I saw that, and I was like, "Oh snap! I'm gonna be rich, bitch!" <laughs> <laughs> this is going oh, down. Man. I mean, I could just see the. I, I had a vision. I was like, "Okay, I made a dollar forty without doing." You know, I, I really wasn't thinking about this. I just pulled out the camera and, you know, just shot a video. I didn't show my face and uh, I made a dollar 40. What if I tried? So, you know, I started trying after that and I started just you know, getting after it, man. And oh. at this point, you know, I've grown to the point where, you know, I can just, you know, do this full time. And it's been a true blessing, man. So, you know, and you're a community man, man. You have a gigantic community standing behind you. So that day is coming for you. You know, you you've set your your level of standards, you know, for what your content is and where you want to be. And that community is behind you. So, man, I, I got to applaud you for that. Yeah, man, I appreciate that. No, I mean, we I can see it now, but I, I know I had that same moment as you, man, which was where I started seeing like I wasn't um, it was before they changed the rules up. So I had like because uh, I was monetized before they had that thousand subscriber thing. Mm -hmm. um in place so yeah. when that when they instituted that rule they pulled my they pulled me out of the partner program are you serious and yeah yeah so because i wasn't at, I, I wasn't at a thousand subscribers yet i had the watch time but oh. i wasn't at a thousand subs yet i had the watch time by the time i got to like 300 subscribers because okay. i was you know i was doing a lot of i was making sure that i was like reviewing stuff that was um that was at least trending semi-trending at the time yeah. but i was doing good seo stuff as well so it was working pretty well but they pulled me out of it and I was like, oh man, cause I saw that it was building up. I hadn't gotten paid yet, but I saw that it was stacking cause they wouldn't pay us to like, it was a hundred dollars or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, there's money there, but they just pulled me out. So what am I going to do? And then I started watching, uh, at the time it was, um, I was always watching like Nick Nimmin, like his videos and stuff, but it was actually Roberto Blake. Who's actually a good friend now. Mm -hmm. And I saw his videos on diversifying your revenue streams. And one of the biggest things that I, that I took away from it at the time was like, he was like, yeah, you know, he's one of the things you could do is work with affiliate programs. And I was like, what? And I signed up immediately. Like I was like 400 subscribers or something. I signed up immediately for Amazon affiliates. Mm -hmm. By the time that YouTube remonetized me at a thousand subs, mm -hmm. I was already earning something like 300 a month on, on YouTube. And I was like, <clears throat> all right. So once I, but once I started seeing, like once I got the affiliates and that first affiliate check came in, I was like, it was like 50 bucks. And then the next month it was like 80 and the next month it was hundred. Once I saw that hundred, I was like, I think I'm onto something. I think this, this might actually be something. Yeah. And the more videos I had, the better, you know, the more it built up, but that's kind of where I saw it. And it wasn't a thing where it was purely money driven because the money is nice. It's a good reward for the amount of work that I put in now, but helping people is like the biggest portion of it because that's really why I got into it, you know, because there's a lot of people who don't trust uh, you know, Amazon reviews or don't trust. And there's good reasons for that. Now, as we've seen a lot of vendors get pulled off. Right. Um, but you know, it's one of those things where I, I genuinely like helping people. Like that's my favorite thing is when people are, are in the comment section talking about, Oh man, I didn't know what to pick. And your video definitely helped me decide. And now I know that I'm not just going to throw my money away on some random headphones. I never heard of. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that really helps, but 
you know, having the monetary reward come from it is, is huge. And I, and I know that feeling because once you see it and you're just like, you know, this, this can be something, this can be something and yeah. laying that foundation early, um, to where now fast forward four years and it's something substantial. And I can just see like, okay, if it's this much now, if I've multiplied it this much in four years, what's it going to be four years from now, assuming I can keep this pace. So right, it does extrapolate itself over time, and yeah. that's one thing I love about what we're doing here on YouTube. But that says a lot for the like how money is made today. Period. If you're not making money, and this is my own personal belief, uh, you you know anybody else might disagree, but if you're not making money on on the internet somehow to some degree, if if it is a dollar forty or if it's you know fourteen hundred, you're kind of doing something wrong. Like you're yeah. missing out, you know, there's a lot of money to be had out there. And, you know, if, if you're doing it in a way where you can actually add some value to somebody's life and help them, help them choose a consumer product they were about to do, or I don't know, even giving love advice, you know, that's just, that's a huge bonus or, you know, vice versa. Maybe the money is the bonus. Maybe you'll find that, you know, once you got on the internet and started doing something that you find more value in the service that you're providing. And then the income is the bonus, you know, who yeah. knows how that's going to play out. But I, I honestly think with the way the internet works today, as far as monetization, I think everybody should be collecting something from the yeah. internet. Yeah. 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 It makes no sense not to. It's there. That's the thing I tell people, especially when people come in and say there's too many people doing it or it's saturated. And I'm like, listen, the only thing, especially YouTube, the only thing YouTube is saturated with is crappy content. That's the that's only thing true. you're saturated with that good, is very true. good content from valuable people that share their real thoughts. There is not enough of that. There's not mm -hmm. enough of me. There's not enough of you. There's not enough of the real people out here. So that's why I always tell people like, if you, if you're going to keep it real with yourself and keep it real with your audience, there's not enough of that. But I completely agree. Cause I tell people this all the time, especially people that didn't believe in me when I first mm -hmm. started my channel and I was sharing it to all like my personal friends and like my Facebook, you know, feed and like all that stuff. And nobody cared. Yeah. You know, and those people who even had told me like, that's, I don't know why you're doing that. It's a waste of time. You know, it's, it's not going to get anywhere and stuff. And then fast forward four years and I'm earning double what they're earning at their full-time jobs. Yeah. And I'm just like, it wasn't worth it. I built something and I'm like, there's no reason there's so much money. Like there's so much money out here to be had that there's no reason why people shouldn't be getting something out of the internet. There's no reason why. And even if it doesn't become your full-time thing, but just as an additional revenue source, um, I mean, having the channel saved me last year when everything got shut down and all that stuff, you know, went down, like my brother basically lost all his work. You know, if it wasn't for having a dual income, um, it would have been bad. Like it would have been all bad. So it, it's one of those things where even having that, you know, it's, it's something that, cause there's a lot of people who even started their channels during the pandemic and then quit when they went back to work. I'm like, why are you quitting? <laughs> like, why are you quitting? You should keep going because this, you can, you can basically create a buffer for your life. Like if, if things go down, let's say you're working at your job and then what if, for whatever reason you get laid off, you know, God forbid, but at least you have something to fall back on. Even if it's only a little bit, even if you're only earning a G a month from all your combined, you know, AdSense and, and affiliates or whatever it is, yeah. that's still a G that you otherwise wouldn't have. Yeah. So to me, not only a G a month, a, yeah. a $500 to change somebody's life, believe it or not. Yeah, it's life changing for a lot of people, man. And it's dude. worth it. It's, yeah. it's definitely worth it to me anyways. You know, some people feel different, but uh, you, you did mention how some people, you know, when you were telling them that you had a YouTube channel, they kind of 
you know, scoffed you off like uh, whatever. Yeah. That's not going to work out. How do, I mean, I know it feels great now, but what are they saying about you now? I mean, you're I mean, seriously, dude, you know, you're real humble about this, but I know who you are. I know I know Jeff, but I also know Jeff is El Jefe. So if you say El Jefe in the YouTube, especially in the audio space, if you want to get more specific, there's a shitload of people that know your name, that know who you are. You're the dude with the sunglasses. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So how does that feel to you now? Oh, no, I mean, it's great. Like I, I doesn't uh, I didn't expect it to happen like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where I just kept grinding at it in hopes that it would do better. Mm -hmm. But it's just one of the things where now it, it's there's recognition that happens now that I never expected to happen to where yeah. a company will hit me up or, um, you know, a publication will contact me to, you know, for like resource info or like they'll hit me up like, hey, we just want to get some info on this, like stuff like that, where people are hitting me up for the knowledge, like not mm -hmm. even to review a product or where even like a company will reach out to me to test something not uh -huh. to do a review not to do video work uh -huh. but to test something for them so because they just they want your opinion they want my opinion and they're willing to pay for that that's something that i had never never expected or to, yeah but also to become a go-to guy for so many people like that's one thing that really makes me happy like that to me actually warms my heart when somebody will dm me or tweet at me or whatever it is asking me like yo man um I, you know i love your content or whatever or you know this person told me you were the go-to person for this so i want to know you know wh what should i get like that to me makes me really happy because it shows like it, it shows proof mm -hmm. that i've become a go one of the go-to people in this industry along with yourself along with game ski along with a lot of other guys um and, and that to me makes me real proud like that's that's amazing because it wasn't what i had originally aimed for but that is what at a certain point I wanted to become. I wanted to become a, a known figure in this, especially as a, like, not a, not a quote unquote audiophile. You know what I mean? Like I'm not one of those audio scientist people. I'm just a yeah. dude who likes this mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. So to, to be at that level is, is pretty amazing for me. So it's very humbling, but I, but I, I'm super appreciative of it. But isn't that just the, the one of the best parts of it is that, you are a fan. I, I talked, I had the pleasure of talking with uh, one of the marketing exec executives from clear audio mm -hmm. uh, about a week ago. And he told me that, you know, it's not just the job for him. He's a fan. So sometimes he's not really at work. He's just having a good time doing what he really likes to do. And so I, I pushed that over to you because that's, you're a fan, you're a fan of, of music in general, and you like headphones, earbuds and audio stuff. So it's like, man, you get to be this guy you know, this, this go-to guy, but you're not really doing anything special in your eyes. You're just doing Jeff. You know what I'm saying? It, it's not the coolest shit in the world, man. Who gets to yeah. do that? Yeah. Even like, even if I wasn't cutting the camera on, let's say that I had never made that decision. I would still be doing what I'm doing in a sense, probably not at this level, but I still would have been doing it in some form or way where I was at least putting my opinion out there. Um, you know, whether it's on a forum or if it's on, on a subreddit or yeah. um, on Amazon reviews, whatever it might be. So either way, I would have been doing it. But I think going this path is allowing me to have a larger impact um, and kind of building not just uh, like not just building a, a huge community, which is amazing, but uh -huh. to actually not only help people, but also change my life at the same time. Yeah. Cool, man. That is super ultra cool. But this, this, you know what? YouTube is not all you do. I don't I want to really get into your like your nine to five job. Oh, yeah. Do, it's all good. <laughs> do something else, though, right? Yeah. Be at IQ. Yeah. Yep. 
Yep, absolutely. So man. how do you go from, okay, I love audio to I'm going to start a YouTube channel and do audio products. And now I'm, I'm a guru. I'm, I'm with VidIQ. Like, how do you do that, dude? <laughs> so yeah, that, that kind of worked, it worked out in a strange way because, um, it, the, the beauty of it, I, I all thanks to, to my buddy, Travis, uh, Travis MCP. Um, he was actually, he actually worked for VidIQ well before I did. Um, but when he started building up his team, uh, I was one of the people that he had contacted and was like, Hey, you know, if I build up a team, is this something that you'd be interested in? Would you be interested in a career shift mm -hmm. and going into this, you know, teaching people how to do YouTube. And I'm like, yeah, you know, and it's something I never expected, but one thing that YouTube or doing YouTube will teach you is it, it's going to teach you through experience a, a wide skill set. You know, social media marketing, um, yeah. how to run all your own social medias, how to uh, upload videos, like all the all the mechanics of doing YouTube and doing it correctly. Also, if you're a geek about it, you start learning the analytics, you start learning the different methods and the different, you know, best practices and like all that stuff. But it teaches you this wide skill set, like something that I never expected and didn't realize that that was actually a marketable skill set mm. in that sense. And okay. I was like, okay. Because what I was doing prior to this, like my nine to five job before this was I was a copy. I was one of the guys who comes in like a copier repairman, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, so I was working for a large multinational company. I was taking care of office copiers in San Francisco. Um, and so this was a complete career shift. Oh, wait, pause, pause, pause. Okay. So you, you stopped doing the copier thing. And oh, yeah. Okay. So not, so vidIQ is your nine to five. hundred percent. Yep. Oh, okay. My bad. I'm misinformed. There yeah. we go. Okay, yeah. well, keep on, keep on. I want to know more about this. Yeah, yeah. No. So, yeah. So, once the time came, basically, it was like mid, uh, like July uh, last year, uh, 2020. So, we're in the middle of pandemic. My work was basically shut down. Okay. So, thankfully, you know, big shout out to um, Konica Minolta. That's who I was working for. Um, when everything shut down, they kept us on payroll. They kept all of us on payroll. Mm. So, even though I was sitting at home, essentially doing nothing, I was still being paid full-time okay. my full-time wage so they were really cool about it but i knew i could see the riding on the wall because right. i started noticing like we're, we would have these team meetings every week at least just my guys like my my team of of repairmen mm -hmm. and we started noticing people dropping off and i was like hey yo what happened to this dude what happened to this dude and like oh you didn't hear yeah he got laid off i'm like what so it's like little by little people were being cut mm -hmm. so i was like this is not good and we'll see what's going on. But the beauty of it is at the time that that was happening, I was already being like headhunted by Travis and by the VidIQ team um, to start, you know, going over there, started doing the interviews and stuff. And then they ended up picking me up mid pandemic, you know, as a full work from home um, coach and customer success manager to work with their customers. Mm -hmm. So, um, and it's a, like I said, it's a real blessing, man, because now technically speaking, I do YouTube full time. I do YouTube as a full-time job, you know, helping other creators with their content. And then I work on my own stuff on, on my free time, but, um, I'm like living and breathing YouTube, you know, all day, yeah. every day. So, so that brings me to a good question. How in the world do you manage all of this? Cause you're putting out your live streams, you're putting out uh, produced videos, you're helping other people create their own channels and success. And I don't maybe doing some other stuff on the back end as far as vid IQ. Like, dude, you got a lot of hats that you wear. Yeah, no, for sure, man. I mean, it's just really trying to balance things out. So that's that's really all it is. When I have the time to do it, and you know, usually I'm not sleeping. That's that's usually the, like, do you yeah. sleep? <laughs> not as much as I should. I'll tell you that yeah. much. Because uh, when I get that creative bug, like for me, 
I, I get really creative between the hours of like 9 p.m. and like three in the morning. So almost every video on my channel for the past two years, when you see me talking on camera, that's happening at like one or two o'clock in the morning. So are you serious? Yeah, yeah. And it's for, for two reasons. I, I got accustomed to that to that hours because of where I used to live was so noisy during the day that I would have to wait until nighttime for that to be less traffic, less noise. Okay. And that way I could record with a with like cleaner audio, but that turned into a physical habit to now where I'm really like, I'll be super like, I want like, all right, man, I want to record in the morning. I can't yeah. do it. Like my, my brain is in a fog, but by the time like 8 PM, 9 PM hits, I'm like, firing on all cylinders. I'm ready to go. Like I've got all my stuff together, my camera set up, like I'm ready to go once like night falls. So, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty weird, but trying to do it that way, but it works though, because that way in the morning I can do my nine to five stuff. Like during the, during the morning, during the day, I can knock that stuff out. It's not a problem. And then at night when I'm feeling creative, I can do that. Um, but that, all, like I said, it usually leads to poor sleep habits, but yeah, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> Yeah, I've been trying to I've been trying to dial it back though. I'm trying to I'm trying to make sure that I get to bed at a decent hour. Yeah, man. Make sure you're taking good care of yourself, man. Golly. I remember yeah. you had a little health scare a little while back. I was like, hey, oh yeah. Tighten that mess up, man. Don't you be <laughs> falling out on me, man. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, man. That's that's one of the big things we had, man. We've been trying to take care of ourselves too, man. And yeah. my brother my brother had his stroke um right around Christmas time. So ever since then, like the past six months, you know, we've been really really careful about what we're doing and what we're eating and stuff so you know we're just taking it taking it a day at a time it's all we can do we're getting older though you know it, we're all getting older and it's just one of those things where now, we got to start getting we, older yeah. i'm getting better you right better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we can't we can't afford it no more man we gotta we gotta uh, be serious now so i know that hey man speaking of getting older dude like man, i used to be superman i used to be a literal superhero i could leap a tall building if i wanted to like in my head but seriously I, I really didn't feel any pain i was impervious to it now i get out of bed i don't walk to the bathroom i, I have to go to the bathroom immediately well you know what i'm saying yeah <laughs> so you gotta get in there like there's no checking anything put the phone down get your butt to the bathroom because yep. you don't know if you can hold this anymore <laughs> yeah. yeah it's a different I waddle there, you know. I have to let my joints warm up to to motion first. You know, it, it used to didn't be like that. I used to glide to the bathroom. Now I'm like, you know, oh man, getting old sucks, man. How old are you? Me? Uh, how old am I? Damn. All right. That's that's uh, how you know. First time, right there. Uh, thirty nine. Thirty nine. Okay, so yeah. you are there, dude. Yep. You know what? But okay, so you're in the damn near forty club. And I remember when I turned when I was like thirty, thirty one through thirty three. I was like, oh, cool. I'm a grown ass man now. I'm in my 30s. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm 30 and I'm in my 30s. Then, you know, when you get to like 35, 36, maybe even 37, it's like, yeah, I'm in my 30s. You're not, or I'm 30 something. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. you, you still feel like, you know, you're good. But then when you get to like 38, 39, it's just damn near 40. It's just, <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> no, nah, that's true though. You actually how old you are? Damn near forty. You know, <laughs> basically. Yeah, basically. I'm, yeah, I'm forty two now, and I feel like damn, my life is half over. You know what I'm saying? If and if I go by my family's standard of, you know, like how long we live, I I'm, I ain't got much time left. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so yeah. I I need to start the new legacy of living past you know sixty something. Yeah. This is nuts, man. Yeah, no, Crazy. for sure, man. I, I completely agree, man. But at least now you're, you know, making it count the way that you want to make it count. And that's the key. 
That's that's for sure, man. I I live every day. I'm not gonna say I'm living every day like it's my last one because I'm not, you know, out here skydiving and doing donuts <laughs> in the middle of the thing, you know. <laughs> like tomorrow's the day, you know. Yeah. But I do live every day, like you know, like just just go for it, do it, you know, eat the food and, and talk to people, and and that's why that's honestly why I started this podcast is because, you know, I love doing YouTube, but. I it's, it's kind of a weird space and it's hard to explain it because I'm an introvert and I think a lot of YouTubers are. Yeah. Uh, I'm an introvert, but I'm very extroverted in a certain way. When I'm uh, when I'm on, I'm on, you know, when I'm out at a party or in, you know, in some affair or something, you know, I'm, I'm a thousand percent. But once that event is over, I'm going to close the door and curl up in my corner. Don't bother me. You know, I'm, I'm that kind of guy. And I love people. Even though I'm an introvert, I, I love people. I love hearing people's stories. And not too long ago, it was last, actually, it was just before the pandemic. I had started doing videos of me going out into the city and just asking people the question of the day. And I would ask them things like, what was the best or worst date you've ever been on? Or what was your biggest fear? And I would just compile all that together because I wanted to start just basically interviewing strangers just to know who people are. And so this podcast come this podcast comes to fruition because of that because i look at someone like andrew zimmern uh, mm -hmm. the guy who eats all the crazy food yeah uh and, and anthony bourdain those are my heroes man those guys are they live the dream well anthony bourdain he's not here anymore but yeah. you know that's the dream for me anyways to just travel the world eat the food talk to the people and drink the drink and yeah. you know going back to like living your life that's it i was like you know what if you don't start this now you might not get tomorrow. You might not get to talk to Jeff tomorrow on camera and, you know, get to know a little bit about him and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm just pulling it all in, trying to get it all done. Yeah. I heard that, man. Andrew Zimmer is a good one to go after too, because I, I always love that. That was actually the same thing with Anthony Bourdain and both of them. When I would watch her shows, that was the most beautiful thing because they were telling stories through food, but yeah. having that, having that bring people together the way that it would uh, open up communication and not just that, but all the different cultures that they yeah. would visit and learn about and their and element. Yeah. 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 Like that's one of the things I really like about Andrew Zimmer when he would be going to like South America or Central America and he would be in somebody's house and they would just be cooking food the way that they cook at home. And you yeah. just get this whole vibe from it. And I'm like, this is this is amazing. So I get I get exactly what you're saying. Like that's that's something that I think is an amazing idea, like especially for TV shows, There's, you know, people try to do it on YouTube as well. Mm -hmm. um, but that's that's something that's a, a big thing for me, at least, you know, when we could do it. Um, one of the things that I used to love to do was, you know, when we would have get togethers, like, uh, sadly, right before the pandemic was when I first started getting invited to these events mm. with creators like Samsung and like and Qualcomm. And, yeah. yeah. So first started getting invited to these events and stuff. And I'm like, Oh, this is amazing. And one of my favorite things to do with family and like with friends and stuff is to sit down break bread, have a meal together and have a good time. And that was like the opportunity to do that, mm -hmm. you know, and that, that brings people together in a different way. Um, but I think it's, it's real awesome. And I, I hope that at some point, you know, we all have the ability to get back to doing that sort of stuff. Um, but uh, we'll, see, we'll see how it goes. It'll, it should be coming. So it's coming. I, I think in 2022, you know, we can start putting all the mask away, like permanently putting them out. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully we're halfway <laughs> through it though. We're halfway through 2021. So damn. Yeah. yeah. We got to get on that people. You know, let's get on. That. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> get back. Got to get back to normal stuff. Yeah, man. <laughs> Golly. But yeah, but man. yeah, that's that's my thing. You know, I just want I, I love hearing people's stories beyond what 
I get to see on a daily basis. And, you know, you talked about food, telling stories through food. What is your favorite food? If we were going to sit down right now and go somewhere that you wanted to go eat or you were going to cook something, what would that be? Mm, most likely it would be something like um, if we were going to go somewhere, actually cook it at home, too, would be something like Chile Verde. So, is that a local place or is that a chain or what? No, no, no. It's just a plate. It's a it's a dish. So oh, it's it basically it's a chile verde. It's basically um like slow cooked pork and in green green sauce. Oh. So if you go to like a Mexican place, you can go to a taqueria and you can get you know usually they'll have it. It's chile normally verde. Yeah, it's normally a bit spicy, but it's like okay. basically it's like you take pork, like pork tenderloin or whatever you want to do, pork shoulder, put it in a slow cooker, you know, five six hours, but you put it in this like green tomatillo sauce has got a bit of spice to it too. It's it's fire. Like if you find it, I know I know Houston's got good Mexican food. Oh so, hell yeah. yeah. So if you if you ever try it, you know, it's, it's just chile verde. If they have no, it, I'll probably eat now. I just don't know what it's called. Oh yeah, you probably chile have. Verde. Yeah. Yeah, man. But it's it's amazing. So that that would be the thing like if um uh, if I had to pick one um just off the top of my head because it's something we have here, we just don't have it that often and um because of uh, the the modified diet I'm on, I can't just have anything I want anymore. Right. So it's something where we have to make, like my wife basically would have to make it because that way she can control the ingredients. Gotcha. Um, but it's just one of those things like, yeah, if I had the ability to just go get something like right now, then mm -hmm. that's what I would do. I'd probably go to a Mexican spot and just pick up, a, get a plate of, of uh, chile verde. And you usually so get a plate your, of it. So that's your death row meal right there, huh? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, cool, man. Um. So as far as, um, as, as far as, cause I'm, I'm still on food. You got me salivating, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go hit up a Mex uh, food truck, man. Give me some Mexican food. There you go, this man. is over. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that food truck at? <laughs> oh God. Okay. Now I've lost my train of thought. All right. Now I got to dig into some personal stuff, man. What do, what does not a few people know about Jeff Indez, man? Tell me, tell me something that like, uh, your most awkward or most embarrassing moment, something that happened to you that most people don't know about. Oh man. I try to, I, I'm usually, it's going to take me a minute to think about that because I try to put a mental blockage pushed on down. that sort of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I try to block that stuff off completely. Oh, man. man. Um, yeah, man, I'm trying to think about that. I don't know. Uh, not saying that they don't exist. It's uh -huh. that I actively don't think about them because I try to forget that stuff. So oh, um, probably uh, I think one of the one of the only ones I'm coming off the top of my head was one time like in high school where I was into a girl, mm -hmm. not realizing that on the under one of my boys was also into this girl. So okay. once I told him that I was into her, then the next day he got with her. <laughs> and i was Wait, just man. like and the reason i was embarrassed was because i'm like was i that blind that dumb that i realized that dude was into her like, man, <laughs> like it was, i don't know man that's kind of sleazy man <laughs> oh no it was like that was it for for me and dude that was it it wasn't like the girl came between us it was just the fact yeah. that i that i was opened up to him to say something like that and then just for him to turn around and take it the other way it was just like i see you Oh I'm man, out. that ain't no good. You know, stuff like yeah. that be happening today in the grown man's world. That oh is yeah, no good. yeah. No good at all. The, the funny thing is, they ended up splitting up later on anyway. But it's it, it's whatever. That's she's calm. cool. She's good people. Like we're still friends, so okay. she's she's good people. Um, cool. but yeah, it's just one of those things. But I think one of the one of the little known facts about me, um, that a lot of people don't know. Like I, I've told a few people that because you know a lot of people don't talk about their personal lives. Right. Um, was the fact that like my my actual dad was gone. When I was a kid, like okay. I'm talking about well before I was a kid, like probably when I was like one. 
So they passed away or they just didn't work out. No, it didn't work out. So, but then my mom ended up getting with, uh, with who ended up being my stepdad's name is Ronnie. And so for a lot of people that don't know, you know, I was raised in a mixed household. My dad was black from when Mm -hmm. I was four years old until I was 17. Okay. So that's one of the things that like a lot of people don't understand where I'll have certain perspectives or I'll speak to people a certain way or, you know, things of that nature. It's just the way that I was brought up because, uh, you know, God rest his soul. Ronnie passed away a few years ago. Um, but he was, he was heavily like black pride. You know, he was part of the, of the, the black Panther movement back in the days. Like he was really heavy into that stuff. Really? So yeah, yeah. It was, it was cool though, because it, it brought me up in a different way, you know, growing up in Oakland and, um, he was there for a lot of that stuff. So it was, it was, a it was an interesting way to grow up because it gives us, it gives me this unique perspective mm-hmm. growing up being Latino. But, uh, you know, whenever I would have like PTA events or like stuff at school, then my dad would show up and they'd be like, you know, the other kids like, that's your dad. Like your dad's mm-hmm. black. You're not black. Yeah. I'm like, I, I never said I was, Yeah, <laughs> He's black. I'm not black, Yeah, <laughs> but you that's know, who raised my son, me. My son probably went through that too. Cause uh, my wife came in his life when he was 10 mm. and she's white. So he, yeah. you know, I never really thought about that. He probably went through the same thing, but growing up in Oakland. So when did your stepdad come into the picture? Oh, How old were probably, you? I was probably, I think I was like three or four years old, probably. Okay. So he straight up raised you. Yeah. For and the most part. So growing up in Oakland, him being, uh, was he a member of the black Panther party or just I'm not, I'm not sure. The, I think it was associated. I'm not sure if, about the particulars. Like, I don't know if he was like a member, like the way they were super hardcore back then, uh-huh. but yeah, it was a lot of, there was a lot of that. speak when i was a kid so growing up you know from the time you can remember probably i don't know 10 12 years old like was there anything that you saw that was just really memorable that stuck with you or heard a speech or something like that something that just grabbed you and you take with you even to this day from back then i'm you know i'm trying to think not much i mean more than anything if i'd have to say anything was just um not so much a speech but just growing up the way we were Mm -hmm. in a mixed household and stuff it Mm -hmm. reminded me of the fact that we're all just human Mm -hmm. and that's really like that that the color it to me and not it's you know it it leads you growing up that way trains you to have a bit of a color blindness that a lot of other people don't have yeah so you know and and it's one of the things where when you experience racism it's one of the things that that disturbs you to your core because it's like the way i grew up it wasn't that way you know what I mean? The way I grew up, it was, we're in a mixed household and it was, everybody loved each other and everybody, everybody's cool and stuff. And then when I would have people do stuff or say stuff to me and I'm just like, like what? Like it just, yeah. So more than anything else, I think just being in, in that type of an environment, um, it helped me greatly, uh, as an adult because, you know, I don't really see it that way. Like, you know, I see yeah. everybody as family. I see everybody as people and as individuals. And I think that helps so much and i think there's a lot of people who miss out on growing up that way people who grow up very segregated into one community um sometimes not saying that's not possible but sometimes it's different because you don't see that perspective you might not see the other side of it um Mm -hmm. but yeah it's but it's cool i mean i I wouldn't say any speeches or anything i I took away from it but more than anything is just the experience of growing up growing up that way and and seeing the other side of it and having those stories told to you as a kid Mm -hmm. um yeah, it's 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 crazy. I mean, we always saw all kinds of crazy stuff. You grow up in Oakland, you see all kinds of crazy stuff. So. I'm sure, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I'm I'm sure. I've seen it all. Well, you know, and that's the thing. Like, we, when I say we, the rest of the country and Texas and East Coast, you know, Midwest, we have to see things on TV, which is what 
certain entities just want us to see right but you get to see this stuff you know on first first account so yeah. you know even though you were a little kid you were exposed to just a little bit you know way more than i was just watching this on tv you know so that, that's pretty cool man that you got to you know live you know in two different almost two different worlds and they come almost. together and they they blend very well and you know as far as like mixing up you know cultures and stuff like that i was having a discussion with a friend the other day and uh we were talking about race because i think it's important to talk to talk about race with all of your friends of all colors yeah and you know i'm the guy who is a black guy who was raised in a predominantly predominantly black area but there's a lot of hispanics in the area as well and, and at my school but i am so like diverse dude like especially by the time i went to the military like everything's just a blended you know how you take yeah. so many colors out of paint it just turns like blurple you know yeah. <laughs> basically so, yeah. yeah and so uh, we were talking about this and i was just kind of in so many ways telling him dude you got to get out more you know because yeah. <laughs> the people that you know and the group that you're in like at work or whatever because you can work in a in a culture right and that culture may be something that you like or maybe don't like but your 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 psyche starts to develop around that culture you start developing you know thoughts about different things and i'm like dude if you think about this the rest of the world don't really operate like that you know you yeah. got to get out more meet some more people of different races different religions eat the food drink the drink you know what i'm saying yeah. <laughs> just get out more and, and and socialize with some more people man and i think that's what uh I think we really just need more of that. Uh, of course, there's always going to be some idiots out there, you know, oh, but, of course, you know, but if we have more people getting out, eating food, drinking the drink, talking people, fellowship, and man, I think, uh, I think we'll be all right. Eventually. I probably won't see it in my time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but it, it'll come. It'll come. Yeah. You know, no, that's, probably... that's true, man. I think more people don't realize that, you know, especially people who, who either don't like another group or have, prejudgments or prejudices against other groups don't realize, especially when it's other Americans and stuff, because culturally we all have so much in common that mm -hmm. if we just sat down and had a beer with the other person, you'd realize the fact that 99% of the stuff is we all say, we all identify with the same stuff. Yeah, so it's, it's just one of the things thing. it's like little things that, that kind of keep people apart on some dumb stuff. And, um, it, it's sad for me to see it. You know, that's, that's why, you know, I don't try to get into like, uh politics and stuff online like i try to kind of more stray away from it because that's easily a way to divide people and that's yeah, not what i'm trying to do there nobody nah. it's just yeah. a bunch of people outraged for basically and, and you know it's, it's a lot like that game you ever play that game in elementary school where you you like the teacher would say something to one kid and y'all sitting in a circle right and then they tell you to pass the same thing down as far as like what the teacher told you and mm -hmm. by the time it gets around that circle to the last person in the circle, it's a completely different story. Yeah. You, did you ever play that game? Oh, yeah. yeah. They call uh, it a telephone. What, telephone. Okay. A gossip yeah. or telephone or something like that. Yeah. That's pretty much where, where we're at right now. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. That's, that's a lot like where we're at. I remember when I was in the military, man. Um, like I said, you know, I was I was raised in a predominantly black area. Or, and I uh, get to the military. There's this dude. Man, so there's like this small group of us that went to Japan, and this is our first like real one year duty station. And amongst this small group, uh, I made friends with my roommate. His name was Derek Schraffenberger. I forget where he was from, maybe Midwest, but you know he was he was all into corn back then. Remember that group, corn? Mm -hmm. 
and, and Limp Biscuit and stuff. So, you know, he was into that kind of stuff. And then I had my friend, uh, Jacob Brown, who was from some place in North California, man. I cannot remember the, the name. It's like a, a Native American type of name in California for this mm-hmm. uh, city. And then Waylon Fontenot, he's from Louisiana, which is next door to us. And uh, Dean is from Alabama. So I'm, and these are all white guys and I'm telling you about where they're from. Right. So you kind of get a, a little bit of, you know, how this person is stereotypically. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and then there's me, the, the one black dude, we all get together, you know, we're, we'll, we will literally bleed for each other. We will take the bullet and, you know, we'll, we'll take your mama to flag if it's necessary. This is how we're raised in the military. Mm-hmm. But me and Dean got pretty close. Uh, I, I got close with all of them and uh, me and Dean got pretty close at one point. And, you know, he's the one from Alabama. And at some point, man, I said, dude, I got to take you home for show and tell my, my, my people not going to believe this, bro. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I'm going to take you home too for show and tell. Cause nobody's going to believe I met this black dude who's like this. And I was like, yeah, man, we all the same, you know, <laughs> like we're all one. <laughs> yeah. They'd be surprised, man. It's the same thing. Like people with, even with myself, man, because I'm like, uh, there's a lot of people like me, obviously, but yeah. w- amongst when you get amongst Latinos or stereotypical Latinos, or at least Chicanos are the ones that are born here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm more, I guess, quote unquote, Americanized than the rest, even though I okay. do speak Spanish, but I was yeah. born and raised here. So, but my, my tastes and my thinking is a bit different. Mm-hmm. So, but it's the same thing. Like sometimes I'll meet other people or interact, uh, with other Latinos and they're just like, that I'm not the same. Like I'm not the same as a lot of the rest of them yeah. and I don't speak the same way. And I, you know, it's, I sound different and everything. So, um, but it's the same thing where I would meet people and like, they just wouldn't, or they would see me and they would have a, what, like what I look like. And they would get this like idea about me. And then when they would start talking to me or get to know me, especially like coworkers and stuff, they'd be like, yeah. you're, you're not what I imagined. I'm like, yeah, no, mm-hmm. I look a certain way. Yeah. So, <laughs> Yeah, I trust me. I get it with my voice all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it, it's just being multicultural, man. It's just yeah. you know, where you either physically travel the world or you step outside of your neighborhood and and just look into other things, man. Just just do you. Yeah. Anyways, man. Hey, man. I'm really glad you took the time out to hang out with me, man. Even though you know we're not in person. I you know I made that one video. YouTubers, I want to drink with you. Still, you're still there, dude. So yeah. Uh, when oh, we got started man. here, it was noon my time. It was 10 your time. So it wasn't really drinking hours. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, one day we're going to do this again. Hopefully you'll be a re- uh, repeat offender on the podcast, man. I definitely oh, yeah. love to have you back. I'm sure the audience would too. Yeah, but yeah, man, we, we got to do this in person, man. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely, man. That's definitely something I'm looking forward to at a certain point, man. Once we're able to and, you know, everything in in my life is squared away where I can start traveling and stuff, that'd be great, man. Cool, man. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Until the next time, man, you make sure you take care of yourself. Don't want to have no more episodes. Keep cranking out them videos. And damn, you are a busy dude, man. man. I'm, I'm still tripping on how much you actually manage on your day to day. That is really impressive. And still and still be great at you know you know some people can uh and this is a compliment to you man some people can juggle a lot of things have a lot of balls in the air and nothing is really that great you just got a lot of things going you know what i mean but you're yeah. doing well at everything so <laughs> trying to man trying to doing the best i can man yeah man you're doing it man <laughs> hey man much love to you brother you got anything for the for the people before we get out of here nah man just be kind to your neighbors man aside from that 
you know that's pretty much it man just be good to everybody try to try to be the it sounds cliche but you know you know try to be the change that you want to see in the world so you got to live it before you can expect it from other people so that's that's really that's really more than more than anything else like i said always sounds cliche but being kind to your neighbors and just being kind to other people because you know we don't know what kind of battles people are fighting under the surface so a little a little bit of kindness can go a long way um even when you don't realize it Absolutely, man. Cliche or not, man. It needs to be said over and over again like a broken record. I'm glad you said it. Hey, man, you take care of yourself, and we'll talk to you again soon. Appreciate that, man. All right, brother. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here?